Discovering the object of the game is the object of the game. From the film The Game. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings playcast. Oh, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Whoo! Uh, really trying to have an episode. I told you last week that uh, I didn't um, want to do an episode last week. Totally don't want to. I don't know. Maybe should, should I quit the podcast? Uh, give me some feedback and let me know if I should quit this podcast because it's like I never want to do it anymore. I do want to do it, but it just, it's not about the podcast. When things affect me outside of life, uh, outside of the podcast, it affects my ability to do work. Anyway, we're going to try. Um, we, we're, the quote was from the game. I want to tell you, I'm just going to, uh, I'm journaling this week and unfortunately I'm not journaling about Silver Linings Playcast, even your playbook. Uh, I'm, I, uh, it's kind of, kind of like a bit, it's kind of like a comedy bit that I wrote one night recently while I was depressed and I needed to tell somebody it's not for the stage. It was really just something I needed to tell somebody in a moment of crisis because I was really upset and I, uh, this is, this is the way comics brains work. Even when they're just sad, they still write in formula. You'll understand what I mean in a second. So here's the story of what's going on and why I don't even want to be here right now. So you all know a couple of weeks ago was my birthday and I went through a breakup since then, but, uh, it's weird the day before my birthday, I guess, October 10th. Um, my girlfriend at the time asked me, she had planned my, my birthday celebration and said, uh, I want you to mentally prepare yourself for an intense activity tomorrow. Um, looking back, maybe the intense activity was falling out of love with me. That's not the important part of the story. Actually, the point is that she got me to sign a waiver for the activity, um, covered up all the information about what it was and got me to sign my name. And I signed it. Um, that's a pretty big thing to ask somebody to do to sign something. Even, even if you're joking, even if you trust the person to, to not even give enough information of the sheet, just to give the, the line that you sign your name, declaring that you acknowledge something. And then you like basically sign all your rights away. <clears throat> Excuse me. So anyway, I signed it, not thinking much of it. I was, uh, my birthday's in October, actually. I thought it was, we were going to go to a haunted house. Um, what we ended up doing was an escape room, which uh, was pretty fun. Um, it was kind of exciting. I thought that, that uh, it was probably a little overkill to need a waiver for it, but, I mean, maybe it was. They, they take you in handcuffs. 
and blindfold into the escape room, but then you take them right off. So any, anyway, like it, what I, I'm sure the rational part of me is like, that is what it was for. Even though I'll never know now, I'll never confirm that because apparently everybody else quote unquote sign theirs prior to going with full knowledge of what they're doing. I, so I didn't see anybody else sign a waiver. Why am I talking about this waiver? Well, okay. So then I got broken up with and I got depressed. I've been doing well because this time I haven't literally stayed in bed the whole time. I got out of bed within the first, I don't know, 10 days or something. And I've started eating some vegetables again. Last time it took me months to get out of my depression. Um, so mentally I'm in the same place, but physically I'm starting to do stuff. I've, I've already started walking again. Okay, still not the point. Let's talk about what I first started doing for like the first three days when I couldn't. I watched uh, psychological thriller movies. I watched every single thing I could. I watched Squid Game weeks ago, maybe a month or whenever it first came out. Two. So yeah, I've already I've already seen that. Um, I just watched The Hunger Games uh, and The Maze Runner this week, but this is not even what I'm talking about. When I when like last last week, what I was watching, I was so I was watching um, the uh, the Belko Experiment, uh, a movie. Let's see, movies like the Cube movies, uh, movies where um escape room escape the movie escape room which was like a pg-13 saw uh the escape room 2 and so what i got into was i was watching i I looked up a whole bunch of movies that are like what are what are movies like this one of my favorites from the genre and there's not a lot of movies that come out like this because they're they're hard to write Right? Like, you you have to write a mystery that keeps audiences on the edge of the seat without, and then you have two pitfalls if you're making a psychological thriller. You can't make it too easy, since it's not fulfilling to the audience. You can't make it too hard, because then the audience just feels like it, it it's too complex, doesn't make sense, there's no fulfillment in it. One of the best sort of psychological thriller films is a late 90s movie called The Game with Michael Douglas. Um, so I watched half of that. I, I, I love it because I forget enough about it that I'm able to watch it again every couple of years and get like 80% of the enjoyment out of it of watching it the first time, except so that's going on. I was all sad about my breakup. And then, uh, you all know, I've been talking about this ongoing problem I've been having with trying to get my, my translator over from, from Afghanistan. I'm really worried about him. The situation is getting just really, really wearing on me. Um, I get daily texts from him. And, and, you know, he's like, sir, can you please help me? Can you please get me on a plane? My family's in danger. Imagine that, right? So I'm suffering through a very lone, like, this is a very unrelatable thing. There's not a lot of people I can talk to to be like, this is a crazy pressure I have on me. Uh, a really important person from from a really important chapter of my life <laughs> from over ten years ago, and I get daily texts like, "Can you please save my life?" And I'm I've tried I've tried so hard. I got uh, responses from 
two senators' offices and a congresswoman's office. Uh, they had they asked the State Department about helping me. The State Department has been no help. State Department told us all we could. That basically, they weren't talking to us. They're not going to answer any of our questions. This has been wearing on me, guys. Um, I had a breakdown when he first contacted me. All right. A couple days ago. Good buddy uh, passed away. Very suddenly, surprisingly. I, w I, I want to, because I know people always get morbidly curious about all the, the details. Um, just sort of, sort of like natural uh, medical causes. He had a little incident, but I mean, it was nothing. It's one of those things where it's uh, sad, but not tragic. Um, sad because clearly he was a good friend and a pillar of the Atlanta comedy community. Uh, but, but it wasn't, you know, I, I feel like a terrible person saying all this stuff, but let's just be really, really honest because I don't have it in me to be anything less than right now. Right? Like he was, he was a middle-aged guy, you know, I am so sorry because I, th I felt like he was doing so well. He was so happy for comedy to be coming back. Uh, after the pandemic, I got to see him. I, I got to hug him. I was so excited. We, you know, we were going to do some shows coming up. All right, that. Uh, I've got two other friends who I'm really concerned about. Their mental states. It's all wearing on me. And then that's when I realized it was when I got the call that my friend had died that, that I was, that I thought about, uh, that waiver I signed. Now I'm half kidding, but I'm also half being just paranoid because like I haven't slept in days, in days. And what if, what if that waiver was not for the escape room, but it was for an all-encompassing life experience like the game? Now, the difference in the movie The Game was that he filled out all these psychological vowels and they did background investigations into his life. And also, also, it was a fictional movie. So all that stuff happened, but you, you see where I'm going about the parallels of what was going on about like, how can I sign a waiver for not even knowing what it was for? And then, then just feel like I have nonstop, uh, things going on. I, um, discovering the object of the game is the object of the game. I want to be like, I, I did it. I figured it out. Everybody that's been involved in this in every aspect of my life over the last two weeks, you can come out and congratulate me. I solved my birthday game. It's all about, I need to be a less needy person and I need to be better and stronger and self-reliant and know that I'm trying to do good things. And, and uh, so I learned my lesson. I'm good. Can we tie this back to silver linings? Please look, I'm so tired. I need I want to lay down even though I don't sleep at all. I haven't been eating, uh, but I need to, I need to work out. Pat worked out when, 
when he was going crazy. That was that's actually one of the interesting details from the book that they don't talk about. In the movie, he does push-ups and he runs a lot. In the in the movie, he only does the push-ups the one time at the beginning sequence when he's in lockup. But uh, in the book, he actually talks about doing push-ups all the time because um, he talks about how his ex-wife really likes men with uh, well-developed chest muscles. And so that's why he's done, doing a lot of push-ups. He does push-ups obsessively in the book. I have not been doing any push-ups. If anything, I have been working obsessively on my stomach fatness. Um, I'm tired. Anyway, please give me some recommendations of stuff that I should watch right now or something. I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Today's the memorial service for my friend too. So that's another reason why this is just a mess of a day. Anyway, we're doing it. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going on. Don't watch the movie 500 Days of Summer. Actually, watch the movie 500 Days of Summer. It's Oh, we should talk about that sometime when I can get myself together. Anyway, I really, really hope nothing else bad happens in the next week. And if that happens, then we'll be back next week with a much better podcast. I was so close. I was so close to getting this thing on track. I'm saying that the closest I've ever been is being like on a two week streak of doing the right thing. Anyway, uh, hope you guys are doing better than I am until next thank you know, thanks for tuning in, tune in next week. to the silver linings playcast, the only podcast I know solely devoted to talking about silver linings playbook, the movie and the silver linings playbook, the book until next time, we'll see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane Keeping energy really messes with his brain One is divorced, the other's husband is dead That's why it's so messed up in the head It's a Silver Linings Playcast Oh yeah